Welcome to the Creepy Kingdom. We are all about the creepy side. Theme parks, films, haunts, and everything in between. We create original films, live streams, vlogs, podcasts, and more. Hit that subscribe button to make sure that you always keep it creepy. Now it is time to open up the gates. Creepy Kingdom proudly presents The Dark Theme Park Show. Hey, what's up? It's James. We're here at Not Scary Farm. Josh is here too. Yo! And we're about to watch the show. Music Monsters Mayhem. I almost forgot the name, but it's up, the name's right there. <laughs> it is right there. Music Monsters of Mayhem. But we're actually gonna introduce um, this episode of the Dark Theme Park Show. Oh. Where we are gonna tell you all about Halloween time at Disneyland, which is just a little bit down the street from here. True. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's hop to that. Greetings and welcome to the Dark Theme Park Show, Creepy Kingdoms podcast, all about the creepy side of theme parks. I am your host, Mr. James H. Carter II, and I am joined this episode by one Mr. Josh Taylor. That's me. Hello, my friend. So is your like sign on like Mario now? Because I feel like that's how you hop on to like every episode. <laughs> this sign. No, oh. I mean, like, no, your tagline, like, whatever. <laughs> like, you come out, like, it's me, I'm Mario. So, I'm, like, also, like, a pro wrestling fan, and so anytime I think of it, I think back to, like, my youth when I was watching uh, WCW, DDP mm -hmm. would and say, it's me, it's me, it's DDP. So, okay, there. all right, that's the reference. Him. Yeah, that's the reference. <laughs> but also, like, he teaches uh, yoga now and helps people get over drug addiction. So, uh, honestly, good dude. One hell of a guy. Yeah. Didn't oh. know you were going to get that little tidbit of knowledge in this uh, theme park. Podcast. Not at all. I, was, I thought we were going to keep talking about Mario. <laughs> nope. Can Anyways, we're not going to talk have. about any of that stuff because this episode <laughs> is about... Halloween time at the Disneyland Resort and opening night of Oogie Boogie Bash, Disneyland's or actually Disney California Adventures hard ticket Halloween party that's all sold out. Pretty well, crazy stuff. Not completely sold out because you made it in somehow. Well, I purchased a ticket, so it was right. sold out after I purchased the ticket. Uh, <laughs> when we get to that topic, I, I have some thoughts and some some questions for you since you oh. went this year and i did not yes um i've been in previous years and as you have you but um i wasn't able to get a ticket so um yeah well i mean i'd imagine most people listening probably were not i feel like the demand is stronger than uh than the supply <laughs> uh, so you can uh, act as though as you know for the audience member that that didn't get a ticket and ask those hard questions <laughs> That I'm willing to answer for 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 everybody. But anyways, before we get to that, <laughs> Halloween time at Disneyland. You know, I always say it's my favorite time of year at my favorite place on earth. It's peanut butter and jelly. Halloween time Ooh. at Disneyland. The only caveat or negative or whatever thing about it is that I think it's too short. And it happens to really? take place at the busiest time uh, for Creepy Kingdom. So uh, us uh, leisurely can't enjoy as much as I would like <laughs> the Halloween time at Disneyland. We do get this over seems, there quite often. but This seems more like a you problem than it is a timing issue, right? Like uh, this is a... Well, it's definitely we a cover, problem. Yeah, this is... <laughs> For most people, I feel like two months is plenty of Halloween, um, especially Maybe. considering that one of the attractions lasts, you know, with Haunted Mansion Holiday, several months. Uh, well, I'll get past to that. that. Yeah, no, we're, yep. we're going to talk about Haunted Mansion Holiday. I just mean in general, <laughs> that, you know, Disneyland really goes all out for Halloween time, as opposed to um, Magic Kingdom, um, 
which obviously they have Mickey's not so scary Halloween party, a name I don't like, but um, <laughs> which, you know, that's where you're going to get all the Halloween goodness. But as far as like daytime experiences or, you know, not during hard ticket time, uh, they have main street with some pumpkins and those pumpkins are definitely not creepy. The kind of some, some scarecrow pumpkins and stuff like that. They're, they, they're, they're pretty friendly. Uh, they're not yeah. really that, you know, really they just barely pass for Halloween vibes, <laughs> you know, and beyond that, you know, uh, you know, uh, that's, I think that's it inside of magic kingdom. I mean, there may be other little Halloween things sprinkled around, uh, resort, but anyways, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Disneyland because Disneyland really goes all out. Southern California loves Halloween time. There's so many Halloween offerings and Disneyland knows this and gives it to us tenfold. So much right. stuff, so much stuff. And we've made an uh, annual tradition of the first day of Halloween time at Disneyland to spend the day at the resort and take it all in and report on it. And, you know, obviously following us on social media, you're going to see this stuff right away. <laughs> but uh, it's been a few weeks since that date of uh, September 1st. And we've had some time to like really soak it in and get ready to chat about it here on the podcast. So, I mean, let's start off with what you just mentioned before, which of course is Haunted Mansion Holiday. And for those that might not be aware, the Haunted Mansion gets taken over by the nightmare before Christmas. I think there's a probably 0.0% chance anyone listening to this doesn't know that, but just in case there's someone new to the realm of what we're, <laughs> what we're doing. Um, so, and the thing about this attraction is that it is not a Halloween layover. It is a Christmas layover. Right. Uh, you know, I guess you would say by default, the, Jack and his crew, the citizens of Halloween Town, are Halloween within themselves. <laughs> um, but they brought Christmas to the haunted mansion, and because of that, you know, there's, you know, I have some mixed feelings about the timing of this. Just as a fan, I know that from the demand for the attraction, I understand why they have it open for four months, but. Yeah. Um, I really wish that they would save this until um, after Halloween. <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, the issue is if it was a Christmas thing, they would have to close the Haunted Mansion on November 1st, right? Like you can't not have the mansion open on Halloween. Right. So they'd have to close it November 1st, which means and they do an incredible job of flipping the mansion in about two weeks. Yep. Um, but then you've only got, you know, a month and a half, maybe a little over that, to two months or so with this open before closing it again for another two weeks. Um, yeah, yeah, you're talking about like, like operations and stuff. I'm talking about fandom, like, like, right. like, 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 not but I like fandom, to, but, but taking I like in to the product. It. Yeah, but sure. But and I agree with you uh, that the original Haunted Mansion feels more classically creepy um, right but as far as a business strategy what they what they do makes sense especially considering that in, in operations side right um even right now if you were to go on the app right now i can guarantee the wait time is over an hour um, yeah that's what i'm saying the demand is there so i i understand right. that <laughs> and then you know once it reopens again as the regular mansion come january same thing so it's it's truly um they've been able to create an attraction that works all year round and is really popular all year round considering that it opened geez what like 60 years ago 50 years ago uh, we haven't hit 60 ago. yet but we're creeping up on we're, it. we're coming up on it um <laughs> but that just reminds me and i think that that is something to think about that this attraction is so popular and anytime holiday they, or regular haunted mansion a holiday okay. um and the same thing with with really any kind of overlay for christmas or halloween that i think if they were going to try and maximize 
the potential that they should try and you know add more attractions because i think this is the only one currently still running that is how that has a halloween overlay you know they used to have ghost galaxy right uh, for space mountain i would love to see more halloween overlays throughout the park and hopefully in that way like it would pull away from some of these long lines that we get you know for Haunted Mansion holiday maybe i feel like this is a rabbit hole conversation <laughs> It is. I, here's here's what I love. This is just what I want. This is this is me being the fan that I am. Okay. I would love for the storybook land canal boats to get a Halloween overlay and then to okay. have a Christmas overlay. I just want tiny houses with tiny decorations. All right. Uh, and to go on a little boat and like be told about all the ways that the various creatures of uh, storybook land celebrate Halloween. That's all I want. That's fun. I love that. That's fun. How wholesome. That's that's so wholesome. I love it. I'm such a wholesome dude. <laughs> that's great. Um, but back to Haunted Mansion Holiday. I will just conclude my uh, what, 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 I think whatever point I was getting at was that um, uh, I, I said I and I have mixed feelings about the it. <laughs> I think that Nightmare Before Christmas warrants its own attraction that's open year round. Um, I think that um, one major thing that's missing from Haunted Mansion Holiday would be the music from A Nightmare Before Christmas, which uh, is pretty iconic. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I think it warrants it. So I'm, all that being said, um, I wrote it you know uh this year as its uh, new offering which is primarily usually the same thing with uh, very minor adjustments but there was something about it this year or i don't know what it was it might have been the fact that i wrote it five times in a row <laughs> but i started really taking in all the little uh details particularly the audio sure. details that it's kind of easy to take for granted. Now we have the narration, our holiday ghost host, <laughs> if you will. Right. Um, Corey Burton uh, does an excellent job uh, doing it. Uh, but there's something about when you just like forget about the outside world and you're in the stretching room you know, listening to Corey Burton do this and the glass breaks and it has that sound effect of the, well, it's like supposed to be mirrors breaking. Yeah. And you listen to this uh, narration, which is a playoff of Twas the Night Before Christmas, which of course is what Nightmare Before Christmas, the book was <laughs> based upon. But right. that's not really carried over in the film. The whole nightmare uh twas the night before christmas poem <laughs> aspect of it unless i'm totally off on that but would you agree that's not really represented in the it, film it, it, <laughs> no it's definitely uh inspired by the poem right like that's right. kind of where it comes from but but in but he's literally doing a play on twas the night before christmas in the stretching room <laughs> yeah which i never really like thought about it just seemed so like familiar and natural but this was like the first time i realized like oh like this is like literally i mean this is probably the book that he's reading <laughs> like the you know tim burton's book but that inspired the film uh i guess i should look into that um but it all just kind of hit me while i was like maybe my fourth or fifth time <laughs> going through it <laughs> and you know it was i just was like loving i was just loving like creepifying christmas i usually don't like celebrating christmas before halloween at all but i definitely well, love celebrating none us, the none of us too i know but I, that's 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 the the pet peeve i was getting at, at the beginning that i went <laughs> off on a tangent but sure. um, <laughs> um, uh but i think like naturally there's lots of creepy and dark elements of christmas uh lore <laughs> that you don't have to like force it in there i think it actually is already there um but this just really added to it um you know and this is like the what 23rd or 22nd view of this overlay yeah <laughs> and i'm right. sure it's been exactly the same uh thing each time in the stretching room but i feel like 
I just really took it in this year. I, I don't know why. Have you actually been on this yet? I don't because I, don't, I, I was you weren't with me when I went. Uh, no, I haven't been on it because the line has been so incredibly long. Yeah, and um, I haven't been actually that often to Disneyland. I I need to be going more often. But yeah, it's a pretty like cool we place. Were, check it out. <laughs> I you know what I should try and check it out. But like we were saying before, um, this month in October. Uh, September and October are always so busy for us with so many other yeah. things that it just becomes difficult to get to the park uh, as often as I'd like to. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. It's tough for sure. But and in fact, um, opening night or opening day or whatever it was, it, it was my intention to go on it um, at night, uh, you know, maybe after 8 p.m. Um, but the line was was very long. But what was crazy, something I'd never seen before was the the lightning lane line was over an hour that line extended all the way from the <laughs> the gates of haunted mansion all the way back to uh almost to um hungry bear dang and i was like wow like if you paid lightning lane and you have to wait that long <laughs> it was nuts uh, so with that long of a line my strategy was you know i'm just gonna wait until almost midnight and then hop in line so then like you yeah. know i mean however long it is at least like i'm not wasting my time standing in line um and i just you know did other stuff because we were on a mission to catch as much content as possible the halloween stuff which so i didn't want to just like spend two hours standing in line <laughs> uh so i got in there like you know 11 50 or something like that and after waiting like 40 minutes, the ride broke down. <laughs> so I didn't even get to go on it. Oh, no. <laughs> so I went back two days later uh, and I rope dropped, which I could count on my hands how many times I've rope dropped Disneyland. <laughs> Probably one hand. I rope dropped because it was Labor Day weekend. It was Sunday. And I was like, I got to I got to get on Haunted Mansion holiday. Um, and I got to get out multiple times. So um, I got to, in order to do that, you got to rope drop. So right. I ended up getting on it five times in about two hours. Just That's back pretty good. Back to back. Yeah, Considering so, yeah. it can get up to like an hour and a half line normally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would say I probably didn't, you know, didn't wait, obviously do the math, didn't wait too long. Right. Um, so yeah, pretty cool there. Uh, the two things to mention here about the experience besides my own you know realizing how awesome the narration is for the first right. time <laughs> i guess i don't know i don't know why it really hit me this year but it did <laughs> um is every year they have a new gingerbread house and um that's always the highlight i always look forward to see what they're gonna do um and the you know I think maybe there had been some images of it online. I don't even know. Uh, probably by the on Sunday, yeah, there was definitely images of it online. Uh, but uh, you know, I avoided it. I like to see it firsthand, um, actually, on the attraction. Um, but uh, I, it's so hard to describe it. But I believe they had the the character's name was Von Ginger, and she had a you know the house around her, and she had these like. Uh, just very tim burton uh you know eyes and, and mouth look like it was like hand drawn and it was like such a simple effect because she just kind of sits there and she's smiling and then like her smile lights up <laughs> and i was like so just like i loved it so much it just, it just looks so cool <laughs> and it's one of those moments where i was just like you know i just i love when you know the macabre meets the whimsical it's like literally my favorite thing on earth it's the basis of creepy kingdom you know and you know the imagineers create so much uh things in that realm that are so awesome yeah and it's easy to like you like especially with haunted mansion holiday when so much of it is exactly the same every year to just kind of like you know not expect to be blown away by anything i guess because you take it in so much you know if you're a local for, or if you just visit the park annually on halloween but i just uh, i loved it i loved it so much have you seen this gingerbread house uh i've seen it i have not obviously 
you know, as previously discussed, not seen it in person yet this year. Um, but it is a highlight, you know, like uh, the obvious change um, that they do for it every year. It's big. It's elaborate. They s- fill the whole uh, room with gingerbread smell, which is always yeah, that's so much pleasant. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> I I enjoy I enjoy it. Um, I you know I like when they're able to kind of change things year to year, uh, especially for locals. It brings people back. Having that element, you know, has has really made to me. I think the Haunted Mansion Holiday um, a repeatable attraction even though uh going back to talking about the the stretching room it has changed over time because of uh, projection mapping and things like that have have made it better they've plussed it oh yeah it's about the audio though Uh, yeah the the, the audio is the same but i mean like the actual you know uh stretching room how it looks has changed or like you know a few years ago they added sally um but the gingerbread house is always different every year it's always Uh very elaborate and so it is a reason to go back and and i enjoy that element and plus you know they add little different uh things here and there like the list of of people uh on you know the names on the list in the attic and things like that so um there's little nuances that i like to kind of pick out or find it's like oh that that's new this year um but the gingerbread house always stands out um well, the last thing on the gingerbread house is that the, the, I, th- the I wish they made some kind of merchandise for uh the you know for the designs uh that i feel like they probably do pins but i'm not a pin collector so i don't know <laughs> yeah it would actually be great if they just did a gingerbread like you could buy like you know those like sort of half-built gingerbread house kits yeah. if they just did one of those for the haunted mansion uh, like this kind of like New Orleans Square, uh, okay, yeah, classic. You know, I think that that would be like a fun way to celebrate. Uh, I guess any holiday, like, but specifically Christmas. I guess <laughs> you know, would have that for, but mm. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a Christmas podcast, so no, it's not. It's fine. But uh, anyway, um, good, look, good stuff. I love Von Ginger. I mean, that's a, again, it's original character, right? I mean, that's not yeah. a character for Nightmare for Christmas. So I love they're just like adding and building on to uh this world <laughs> yeah the lore is ever expanding so good stuff but Spencer, speaking of little uh additions and nuances there segueing on there is something else new inside the inside haunted mansion holiday this year and there is a tribute to rolly crump in the attic um which is was pretty pretty awesome it's pretty awesome that uh, that they did this. It doesn't really have anything to do with Haunted Mansion Holiday at all. Um, but it in the attic, they have a uh, recreation of the Candleman figure that can be seen in the concept art of uh, Museum of the Weird, which Raleigh Crump designed. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Raleigh passed away earlier this year. Uh, so this is probably the first chance that they had to add a tribute to him inside of the mansion. Uh, so I'm hoping that this is not just for Haunted Mansion Holiday and that this is something that, you know, will be there forever. <laughs> you know? It would be great. Yeah. There, um, I mean, there are things that are in the mansion that have been been there forever that that are Rolly Crump signature things. The, the wallpaper, um, mm-hmm. the grandfather clock in the hallway, like oh, there's certain elements that moved from the Museum of the Weird into... Uh, into this but the museum was supposed to be a part of of the mansion initially for those who don't know um but yeah i glossed over that but um (laughs) the haunted Haunted mansion had so many changes over the years before it ever opened that the museum of the weird and the candle man uh never fully made it so it's cool to see it now in in there um and yeah he passed away mid-march of 2023 so um this is a great time to you know give uh tribute to him more than what's already in the park no for sure for sure so that was unexpected um and that particularly and the can the candle man <laughs> is such a cool looking uh, thing uh, i actually wish that it was uh more prominent and it's it's kind of buried back on the left side 
and I kind of I, I kind of feel like it's near where the uh, shadow piano player is. But you actually you haven't been on it, so you can't back me up <laughs> or help I me through not. that. No. <laughs> um. So. Um. You know. Um. Very cool. Very happy that that's there hope that it continues uh to stay there which i'd i'd imagine it would <laughs> and yeah candleman lives on <laughs> right uh so uh, yeah so let's we're good i i mean you already talked a bit about like the kind of opening night the lightning lane and and how busy it's gotten um but like the other thing too is like the you know jack and sally meet kind of back in that area um mm -hmm. back in new orleans square they always have a huge line as well um do you think that those characters should be more permanent than they are like they should have a jack and sally meet and greet when haunted mansion holiday is not around like yeah i mean yeah i i think that i think there's demand for them I think I think yeah. I don't I don't think anyone would mind. <laughs> I do feel like where they have the photo op is like whack, <laughs> not whack, but it just like not operationally not making too much sense. Like it's no. it's so it's like back between um I never I forget the names of those stores, but what is it? This is the pieces of eight is the pirates store, and then what's the haunted mansion I, store i forget but basically they're the first two stores as you enter new orleans square from the adventureland side um, yeah, it's a nice little back alley there um i actually i took a photo <laughs> there that night um <laughs> where, where jack and sally usually do because they have a little nightmare for christmas background <laughs> but um but that the line for them is essentially in front of the store yeah you know um so they have like um, switchbacks, like a temporary switchbacks, like in front of the store, because I mean, that line could go crazy. I mean, I don't really know where else it could go. Um, so and especially with this new construction that they're doing, which we'll talk about in a future episode, is <laughs> even less uh, places for Jack and Sally to go. Right. So. Well, yeah, and that's, I guess, another thing, too, right? Like, with the construction and the changes with New Orleans Square, not just the Haunted Mansion edition, but also the princess and the frogification of New Orleans Square. <laughs> wow. um, Red right, right Chili Peppers hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the dream of Califrogication. Uh, but, perfect. you know, there's not a lot of space for them to meet but i do think that if you kept that space you could also do and i know that you would love this uh have a kind of a a switch so like you know uh certain hours of the day you can meet jack and sally and then certain hours of the day you can meet dr facilier mm. in that same area so it's kind of a villain space yeah or, or, dar or darker dark, space dark. Yeah, 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 um, yeah and be able to still have because Dr. Facilier, if rumors are correct, will not, you know, um, be a major part of the attraction. Although that's a rumor. I don't know that for a fact, so I'm not saying that's, that's fact. purely speculation. But he does purely like speculation. he does like uh, at times. I definitely see him roaming around uh, New Orleans. Yeah, Square. and the character is very popular. So I feel like him being back in that area would work, um, and be able to, you know, switch back between Jack and Sally would allow for people to go on break as well i think from an operations business standpoint if you can't tell i guess so are you getting a cut of uh park revenue here i will yeah exactly uh whatever whatever dr facilier makes uh what jack and sally make in that area we're actually going to start charging as if it's Times square so five dollars oh, oh, for yeah. photos and signatures back tipped. there yeah yeah uh so if you want to see the shadow man five dollars please but it's afterwards you have to like you like you have to tip them afterwards and if you don't they'll follow follow you around and, uh, right exactly you. that sounds like a good park experience <laughs> i mean it'd be on brand for dr facilier at least <laughs> right exactly just swindling you in new orleans square it's fine right on that's how the, yeah it's like we're not gonna pay you any hourly wages you're gonna need to uh 
you know, <laughs> hustle our guests. Right. <laughs> they want a real authentic experience. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so um, I guess we can move on from that stuff because I um, if you will, definitely a little for a few more things to cover uh, for Halloween time. Um, we have the uh, the characters' costumes this year. Um, I actually I was I mentioned when we were in the park that I think last year's was one of some of my favorite because the the theme was um, that they made their own costumes like. Mm. Yeah. And their and their skills of costume making was uh, amateurish, <laughs> to say the least. And I loved it; like it was such a cool idea. Uh, usually, you know, they have a new new outfit every year or, or, or type, you know, similar theme or something like that. This one is more of a uh, orange and emerald green are the prominent colors, and just little hints of Halloween uh, imagery in there. Some of them, uh, I think Minnie has a bat bow, there's uh, spider webs, you know, for some reason, Goofy, no, not for some reason, but as he kind of seems like he made a, it's like a court jester outfit. I don't know what that's to do with Halloween, but I, I, I think know it's, it's like a scarecrow outfit, I think. Oh, did I totally, that probably makes more sense than a court jester. <laughs> I mean, well, there's, no, there's no hay though. The, the jester <laughs> also makes sense for Goofy, but I feel like it's supposed to be some sort of scarecrow type thing but it's kind of like uh formal halloween wear you know yeah <laughs> and we were saying maybe that has to do with uh it's a variation on their uh the 100th outfits which were very formal <laughs> i think so i think this is a good mix of both so um, i i am still uh doing a full analysis of what my favorite is but I do think, you know, that it's Donald's because he's got devil horns and fangs. He's a mm. devil vampire. I am. Come on. That's. Uh, I mean, it is good. It is good. I will say, though, I'm still on the side of, of Clarabelle. Um, She's my second, actually. Clarabelle is like, she really snuck up on there and, you know, is could put herself in the running there. Yeah, and actually, uh, this is I will. This is an exclusive, an exclusive. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, I said this on uh, Modern Mouse on the Patreon. Um, go visit me over there if you'd like. Um, but Claire about Cow actually predates Mickey Mouse. So, of the huh. characters that all meet and greet in uh, the main square of Disneyland, Claire about Cow is the oldest. Wow. And for our listeners that don't know, Josh is a Disney historian. Officially. It's true. I've been I've been named a Disney historian by hate commenters online. So what an insult! Yeah, um, but yeah, Clarabelle Cow debuted in 1927 in the very first Oswald the Lucky Rabbit short. Um, wow! And so predates uh, Mickey Mouse by I believe two years. Interesting. I feel like. Uh, I don't see Clarabelle very often in Disneyland. I see her in uh, Buena Vista Street, but I which I makes sense like, you know, because that's where Oswald meets, right? And that it's that time period, so yeah, that totally makes sense. But I feel like and she's got an ice cream shop, <laughs> but I, I don't think I I just realized I don't even remember last time I saw her in Disneyland before this uh, Halloween time. Speaking of which, if you know the cow and like the cow can talk to you, are you comfortable enough with eating the ice cream from that cow? <laughs> Wow, that's that's a uh, well. I mean, if she's distributing it, so uh, you know, I guess so. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like it's against the, her will or anything. Like she's thing. just trying to make a dime. These are the horrors that I think about. Uh, you're thinking about the creepy. Weird, I'm thinking about the horrors of what I drink from a cow that could talk to me. Well. I mean, she's not actually talking, so there's that layer of your uh, complexity. <laughs> at least not, yeah, at least not in person. Luckily. Right, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Thank so maybe that helps eat her ice cream a little easier. Right. She doesn't talk to you. <laughs> but um, she was a great meet and greet uh, in her Halloween costume. She was a lot of fun. She's pretty sassy. I mean, she, I used to think Daisy was the sassiest, but uh, Clarabelle can hang with him. 
Yeah, no, it's the it's the old flapper lady that's in her, you know. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Yeah. But anywho, um, <laughs> any other thoughts on the characters before we move on? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm a for big costumes, fan of, I mean. of I'm a big fan of the characters in their Halloween costumes. I think that they typically look better. And this is actually just a general statement for Disneyland as a whole. Um, the characters, the costuming, the decorations, everything, they go all out for Halloween. I think more so, and it's better than the Christmas stuff that they do. Um, again, that doesn't say the East Coast. Like, I think that <laughs> while Disney World could really use a, a bump, but as far as you know, Disneyland in Southern California, Halloween costumes, two thumbs up for me. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I mean, whether I love them or just think they're okay, I love that they're in them. <laughs> so I'm definitely, you know, I'd rather have them than not. <laughs> for and I sure. think that that's that's because lo- you know locals go so often. It's nice to see them have different costume changes, um, even from you know Disneyland over to DCA on a normal day they're going to be different so uh and even we were there the other night at california adventure and we noticed that the characters were in halloween costume there but they're also halloween costumes that fit the 1920s feel of Buena vista street right Um, there's there's two different costumes going on for halloween between the two different parts which is fantastic yeah i mean I, I actually, you know, not to deep dive on this, but I love Buena Vista Street and I love um, how much they just want to keep the continuity of the theme no matter what they incorporate into it. Yeah. Uh, and try to keep it in that, in this time period. I like the idea of that, you know, we were like walking through time portals or something, you know, and that, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Main Street has that feel somewhat. Uh, I mean, mostly, obviously, with its, uh, the citizens and things like that but then they'll have you know just random disney characters hanging out there like cruella obviously who i love and stuff like that but she's not really dressed in the uh you know turn of the century attire or anything right. like that you know you know but they seem to really take that extra care with that theming over at uh Buena vista street for some reason and i i'm all about it i totally agree yeah it fits the immersion mm-hmm. good stuff uh, let's see. Let's talk about Halloween Screams, their Halloween fireworks show. Uh, at this point, I think it's only on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays that they use fireworks, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes. And then the other days of the week, um, it's projections. Um, but this is such a great offering that it's so great to have it as part of a regular park day and not part of a hard ticket. Um, not to keep comparing this to Walt Disney World, but Magic Kingdom, you know, uh, you're only going to get uh, their version of the show during their Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. Of course, they debuted that incredible Jack Skellington puppet to go along yeah. with the narration at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. So, you know, we'll give them props for that. <laughs> but that, um, but I'm, I love that uh, this this offering is there as just for regular, you know, park guests. Um, you know, it, it, there's all these, there's a few moments in there that really just, you know, melt my black heart. Of course, seeing uh, <laughs> zero fly, you know, taking over the, the Tinkerbell and I guess, isn't Baymax flying now in the, in the recent, uh, I Halloween mean, not show? in the Halloween show. No, but... I mean, in, in the, whatever the show is the pre yeah, the project. previous show, which I don't know if they'll have that one return. So I wouldn't, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, they haven't said that, um, but it was it was for the 100th. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, Tinkerbell flying is, you know, that's that's like classic Disneyland there. You know, for, you know <laughs> the sliding down the the rope from uh, the Matterhorn to the castle. <laughs> right. Uh, I guess they decided to stop ha- risking human beings' lives for entertainment there, but <laughs> but now we have Zero doing it, so yay. <laughs> I mean, Zero is cute going across, and uh, I am a big fan. I'm a big fan of the show in general. Um, I think that it adds a lot to the Halloween festivities, and it it fits like what you were saying. It's still whimsical, but a little mm-hmm. bit creepy. Um, it hits all the right notes. I really love this show. 
I do. I think there's some parts of it that get a little um, too silly uh, <laughs> for my taste. Uh, you know, I, I think the balance is a little off somewhat there, but there's just moments of the show that are just so incredible. Yeah. Uh, one, one that comes to mind is uh, the part where they decided to include the song Hellfire from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Right. <laughs> they don't actually sing the lyrics. <laughs> of course so not to, no so you have to know the song but while the song's going they have all these projections of fire all over the place <laughs> yeah and i'm just like wow they literally are bringing hell like like that's such a creepy moment but without having the lyrics you know anyone that doesn't know what it is would you know be all offended if they're sensitive about stuff like that so it was kind of, it's kind of like a a a wink and a nod to the people in the know <laughs> and uh, plus that song uh is so just dark and evil and not like and even like the subject matter of that song is like dark and twisted like you know like it's not like it's it's just it's a lot <laughs> it, it is and so one thing that i wanted to say about this because um i actually was there Tuesday night to watch the show on a non-firework night. Mm -hmm. And uh, I maybe I'm in a minority here, but I kind of prefer the show as just a projection show, not as a firework show anymore. And I know that I miss out on Zero flying over the castle, and I know I miss out on the fireworks, but seeing the projection show at Small World, the entire facade a giant burning flame um, <laughs> is so crazy cool. It looks so amazing, the visual image. And then like, mm -hmm. um, you know, Jack is is the uh, host of it. So you get to see Jack Skellington pop up in front of like this great smoky green that's like taken over the entire small world facade. I just love the way that the show works when it's just a projection show at small world especially since the crowds don't go over there. Um, so if you're listening to this, please don't go over there. Don't go. Don't think <laughs> because I want to keep it to myself over there. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like I, I can easily stand front row, nobody standing in front of me and be able to enjoy the whole show uh, at small world. Um, and so the projections really work for me, especially for this hellfire piece. Yeah, I've never watched Halloween screens from over there, so I'm gonna put that on my list. You had sent me a photo from over there, and I was like, "It's like, yeah, it reminded me that I need to get over there, yeah, and uh, take take all that in." Uh, but yeah, if you're there I, on a, if you're there on a weekday, I think that's the better place yeah, to see the show. Yeah, no, for sure, uh, for during a weekday, uh, which is normally when, you know when 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 I'm there. But right. I did want to say that the, the I think the the fireworks element of it really works well with the last part of it which is where jack um inst instructs everybody to scream so mm -hmm. goes, everybody scream but then everyone screams and and then the uh the pyrotechnics are triggered by the same time that everybody screams <laughs> and it's so it's such a great like communal awesome moment it is like cool. like i i i was you know every time i, I i'm 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 they're screaming along with everyone else. Uh you're like you're like this is Disney magic right here. <laughs> Disney dark magic. We're but, all screaming fear. And I love it. Um and yeah, and it's interesting like I said, um I mean it's hosted by Jack all this stuff. Uh but it's not it's not it part of the hard ticket which the hard ticket event is themed to uh <laughs> for christmas right. where and the uh the attraction and the fireworks show is uh not in that park so <laughs> very interesting <laughs> uh, That's just, yeah. i was gonna ask you i was gonna ask you this um i guess we'll get to it when we get to oogie boogie bash but um just think of it in the back of your head for now but like mm -hmm. do you think that it would be better to have more nights of Oogie Boogie Bash, which again, operations would be difficult because you're basically closing down an entire park at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. or whatever, um, and then be able to do a completely different fireworks show um, over there 
exclusive for Oogie Boogie Bash, or um, does does that not work? What have a fireworks show at DCA? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Well, just they because don't, they don't have fireworks at DCA now, right? So where how would they even do that? Well, you would. I guess you would have it as part of World of Color. Um, so oh, okay. it would be. I guess not just fireworks, but then you know you'd have projections, projections yeah, on yeah. the water and stuff like that. Um. So, what is the question asking me? What does that What does that have to do with more nights of the event? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, like in general, right? We're talking about the fireworks um, being so popular, and Oogie Boogie Bash, like being also more Nightmare Before Christmas oriented. Right. Would it be in the best interest to do more of a Nightmare Before Christmas show at DCA and maybe more of a general Halloween show, like completely switch up the Halloween show uh, um, because they've been doing Halloween Scream for a number of years right. at, at Disneyland to change it up to do something different that's not necessarily so Nightmare Before Christmas heavy. Not, I got it. Not hosted by Jack, all that stuff. Right. Um, I mean, I, I think that they should thematically (laughs) but But that you know that goes along with my question of if we have more oogie boogie nights you're closing down that park and so um you know there's just a whole operations type of thing to to talk about with that but sure that's probably a different time yeah i I have well i have a few thoughts on that on just the amount of uh of dates they have but uh, i think they should i think that's something that is missing from oogie boogie bash uh I mean, if you really think about it, it's not really that Nightmare Before Christmas themed at all beyond it being called no. Oogie Boogie Bash. They're really, you know, they, you know, all the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff is at Disneyland. So it's just such a cool name, Oogie Boogie Bash. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, but wrapping up what's happening at, you know, at Disneyland, um, there's, there's such a craze for these hot, these popcorn buckets. Uh, you know, and I, uh, I fall victim to him myself, you know, admittedly, I know I, I don't go crazy for every merchandise thing that comes around, but some of these popcorn buckets really speak to like, um, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if there's like mind control and like the, in the eyes of the popcorn bucket or something that are just like, you must have this, you need this. <laughs> just like, okay, you're right. You know, thirty dollars. Take it. <laughs> do you think it is because of the high demand that makes you want to get one more? You know, like if there wasn't a giant line, would you still want one? Me personally, no. I because I said I don't. I'm not like I got to stand in line and wait to buy stuff kind of guy. Like I'm not actually like super into like collectibles and stuff. I have to get stuff. I have to be really specific things that I really want. But, you know, I mean, every other month or whatever, there's something that's released in the parks on uh, both coasts that, you know, everyone's got to have. And I, and, and then they, I feel, you know, the short right. supply, high demand, then they have all the eBay flippers <laughs> come in, you know, like I, you know, I, I, I have like zero tolerance for that. But there's something about the popcorn, popcorn bucket. It's not just Halloween ones, <laughs> but just the ones that they've been putting out, particularly the ones that are like um, 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 cars or automobiles. Like, because I also bought the Mr. Toad one, uh, you know, that was out uh, right before Halloween. Right. You know, and it has like, you know, it's pretty big and it's got like, you know, working wheels. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this is such a cool toy. I mean, there's like, there's no Mr. Toad car toy that I've ever seen ever. So now here's an, an example of it. And then the one that also had to have, which was the mayor uh, from of Halloween Town's car, not only does it roll, you know, it lights up. Um, it's head spins like, too, doesn't it? It's yeah, and it's head spins too. Like it's it's such <laughs> just like this is such a cool thing to have. Um, I also bought the Hatbox Ghost one that they released when the Haunted Mansion movie came out. <laughs> Uh, when that one lights up, that and one. you're a collector at this point. We have, yeah, you know, we have like a handful of these buckets. I would say that is the thing that I collect out of Disney merchandise. Yeah, <laughs> are these buckets and dishware? Those two things are <laughs> that. Um, 
but yeah, I believe that the mayor's car uh, sold out um, very fast, and I don't, I haven't seen it being replenished at all or come back. I mean, those long lines come in, and you know, you always inevitably see pictures online from people who have five of them across their shoulder as they're yeah. <laughs> leaving the park at at 10 a.m. or whatever. Um, I'm not a fan. I've I've never jumped on board the the popcorn bucket thing, but I get it. I get why people want them, and they have made them better over time. Like like you're saying, I think that yes, uh, the vehicles make sense because they roll. They kind of do become a, a toy. Um, they're like the most expensive Happy Meal toy you could ever get. Um, <laughs> but like the original kind of standard popcorn buckets that you used to be able to get, that was like uh, I mean. Not that long time ago, but you know, like just the Mickey that's standing there that's like, you know, you filled the back, like his back or whatever with yeah, popcorn yeah. or something. Like those aren't nearly as interesting as the ones that can be on wheels or light up or whatever. So they are um, more of a more appealing as a collectible to me than they have been in previous years. But yeah, for sure. But before, before, before that, kind of i the ones you're talking about that are just and i always said those look like preschool toys or something there's not there, right. there's not too much detail to them but before those they actually had some other detailed ones like i have one that zeroes uh doghouse okay you know that had a lot more detail to it so i think they were just kind of fluctuating with them uh i'm glad they're making them more detailed and awesome again <laughs> Right. But I guess it doesn't really matter because whatever it is, everyone's going to buy it. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's um, let's see here. Let's kind of hop over to DCA since we're running a little long on this side of the <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and let's talk about um, Monster Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout monsters after dark i don't know is that the full title of the attraction i think it's i think i think it's drop the mission breakout part i think it's just guardians uh, okay. of the galaxy monsters that would make dark. sense yeah uh so yeah you and i opening uh day went there and we had some disney magic thrown at us might as well worth, worth mentioning it um yeah where we were just walking down buena vista street and we were not we were uh, we we were not going there i believe <laughs> to, to monsters after dark yeah we had we had no plan to go to monsters after dark uh, at yeah, all yeah, then yeah. Yeah, we were just right. going to yeah, eat yeah. some food yeah that was on our agenda and um two people or this guy like like just like stopped both of us like pointed us out of the crowd i was it a guy or a woman I don't know. they were both together i don't know i don't know who stopped us but either way they're like hey do you want uh monsters after dark fast passes which we know they're talking about lightning lanes and i was like um sure and then i was thinking I was like how would they give it to us their lightning lanes <laughs> and they uh they screenshotted uh their their lightning lane thing and then uh i had to give them my the stranger my phone number and they texted it to us now i don't know a, have you gotten a weird phone call or like some no, maybe, I don't text know. messages or something that you didn't sign up for it's possible i do have my phone set up for people not in my contacts to like not get through my notifications but <laughs> maybe i'm missing out on weird right. yeah, exactly <laughs> either way um i don't know if that's allowed like officially i don't know if we're saying saying something we broke the rules so, I mean, somebody paid for them. I mean, I'd imagine because they're only be used once, right? So I don't, I can't see how that would be not allowed, right? But who do I know? Anyways, I, um, we used them, so <laughs> no one knew. No, no one asked us anything. No. Uh, so that was my first time doing Monsters After Dark because, um, again, that's a that's a queue usually with a very long line. And you know that I mean uh, that opened with the attraction. I think the first year of the attraction yeah. during Halloween time they had uh, that going there. So it, that's how long I haven't done it. But yeah. um, I oh my god, I loved it so much. I was so giddy and just so happy, and I like just uh, just how creepy it, it is. Um, I love that it actually continues the story like after what happens on Mission Breakout. I thought that was really right. cool. I, I didn't realize how in-depth it was. 
it really because during the day you have the daytime experience but it really sets up that if you go back to it at night here's what happens there later that night right and i kind of wish they would do that all the time you know not just for halloween i kind of you know you know maybe that's just my personal (laughs) wish but um I, you know, I, I think that would be cool all the time. I, I don't know how the general public would react to it, but I really think the coolest thing about it was um, that the music, because normally we're thinking of like seventies pop songs to be, uh, you know, and now it's like heavy metal. It's not even just heavy metal. Like it's not like actual like heavy metal. Like it sounds like a metal band or something. It sounds like like a Broadway version of a heavy metal song or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it's Disney's version of, it, of yeah, dark yeah, yeah. rock music, right? Right, right, right. But it it just works so well. And I, I don't remember the words. I just remember the singing "Monsters After Dark." <laughs> And, so, and just actually what's happening in the attraction um uh it's it's uh, it's great uh you know i you know guardians of the galaxy is a franchise obviously awesome um, characters are great all that fun stuff um mission breakout um is fun to go on but you know, all that being said you know, you know I'd, I'd wish that it was still tower of terror <laughs> But this is like a good close to to getting that as possible. <laughs> this monsters after dark, right? So that's what I have to say about it. What do, what do you have to say about it? Uh, as a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, I will say that I love the addition of Monsters After Dark. I agree with you that maybe not just Monsters After Dark, but I think that in general they could have multiple overlays since it's mostly video. Right, um, they could. Uh, yeah, everything that's changed yeah, so, is video based, right? So I mean, right. They... So the storylines could continue on in a variety of different ways throughout the year, especially since uh, it was last year that they brought up the Christmas special on Disney Plus, and so they could have a tie-in with the Christmas special, mm-hmm. um, you know, and have like Kevin Bacon appear uh, on the ride somewhere or something like that. I, I think that it's an attraction that is extremely appealing and uh, to a darker crowd, even though it's no longer the tower of terror sure. um, and the monsters after dark version of it, I think really works. I, I really enjoy it. Um, I kind of wish that Avengers campus would do more dark stuff during this time of year, because like, and they have so many great characters. Like if they had something where Loki uh, took over with like a show, you know, like a show in the afternoon or something, um, or like bring back Werewolf by Night and be able to have more meet and greets with that character. Like, I would love to see more of that at DCA. Obviously, uh, you don't want to be too scary. I get that, but it feels like Avengers Campus of any place at DCA is right for a little bit scarier stuff. The zombies, obviously, bring you know, I'd love to bring those back. Yeah, yeah I, zombies was that wasn't during Oogie Bash, or was it? Oh wait, no, it was, but it wasn't until was. um, what if aired. So I missed it. Right, it was very late in the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they did have Werewolf by Night um, during regular park hours, uh, not during Oogie. I mean, not during uh, you know Oogie Boogie times. Um, but that was like the last two weeks of Halloween or whatever, because that's when the yeah. uh, that came out. So that was kind of cool. But I mean, you know. I guess it could be scary if you're scared of werewolves, but <laughs> that, that experience, but it wasn't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other topic, I guess what they could be doing with Avengers campus, but um, either way, I'm glad that uh, they have this monsters after dark yeah, thing. I like it. I enjoy it. Um, I, you know, I, I think that Avengers campus at least with this attraction, they do a good job. And then Buena Vista Street, like we were saying before, is is amazing for Halloween. So, yeah, yeah. And um, it's one of my favorite things on there um, is um, they have this concept art <laughs> of uh, Night on Bald Mountain of Chernabog from Fantasia. And I don't think it's like actually concept art, but it looks like <laughs> concept art. 
that's in display in one of the windows. I'm not sure, like, even like what that's supposed to be in the you know, Buena Vista Street uh, <laughs> story or whatever. Like, why is they the, have this the, stuff there? <laughs> is it the ink and paint store? I feel like that's one of the. Yeah, I think that, that might have been what it is. So, so yeah, it's basically concept art and ink and paint. Um, I mean, I love it's such a great touch that they don't have to do. Um, also, there's a little bit of Headless Horseman art in there as well, but it's really mostly Chernobog stuff in there. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, if you want to follow a storyline, is, you know, the beginnings of Fantasia, right? Like, you know, it's pre-production, pre like very pre-production, because this it's supposed to be when Walt Disney first went to, to Hollywood. But, but so it's not, I guess it also works is that it's not like finished pieces of art or something, because Fantasia doesn't exist at this in this timeline. <laughs> Yeah, and I think uh, all the other like window displays and stuff that you know when we were there, we saw like a lot of like Mickey and the ghosts and things like that. Pretty much, again, going back to the idea that Buena Vista Street tries to keep everything, you know, kind of World War II or previous, mm -hmm. like the four, like twenties, thirties, and forties. So there's no representation of villains and scary characters outside of that time period. Right. Um, Headless Horseman. You know, it's kind of that's like the late 40s. That's kind of the the last um, villain that you'll see in that area. So you're not going to. Yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. I, I always wondered why his horseman was there. I never really got it. But you've actually connected the dots for me, Josh. <laughs> well, if you go, if you uh, the history being a, a Disney historian, yeah, as I am, that's uh, <laughs> if you start at the beginning of one of us street and go to the end of one of us street, it's supposed to tell a story uh over the period like architecturally over oh. a period of of time um so by the time you get into hollywood land it's kind of the 40s 50s so it wow. where I they leave the headless that, horseman that. Yeah. yeah so i think it starts like in 1920 or 1921 and goes down i don't know the exact dates but uh as you go down bonavista street you're supposed to be walking through time I definitely didn't know that. That's awesome. I feel like we could just do a deep dive on Viner Vista Street sometime because it's, it's, it's such a cool, <laughs> it is cool. It, it's like, I mean, they really like, they really went extra over it. They probably could have delivered a quarter of it and, you know, everyone would be fine as opposed to what was there before. <laughs> but, <laughs> but wow, that's so cool. I love it. Um, what else is going on there? I mean, I love their, like the, the bat decor, the, the, the displays of Mickey and the, you know, ghouls from the black and white uh, card, you know, shorts right. that uh, that really aren't, you know, we really don't see those represented much of anywhere besides um, the skeletons. Um, yeah, for the most part. So it's cool. It's, it's, yeah, it's something that, I mean, they've had those going on for a few years now, but the more, it's just like, oh yeah, that looks cool. But the more I started thinking about it, it's like, oh, this is actually very on theme. I just thought it looked cool because I obviously love that stuff. <laughs> I was just happy to see it. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so yeah, and you know, um, also, you know, there's a few other things going on there for Halloween time in Cars Land. I'm sorry, well, not in, in DCA. They have Cars Land is really a super creepy and dark and spooky. And again, like, that's one of those areas that you're like wow you really didn't have to go this hard to make this like super spooky but it's not even like a franchise that i would think that would even lend itself to halloween but i definitely love how hard they go over in cars land for halloween uh here's one that i think that maybe you don't have the answer to because i don't know how familiar you are with the cars franchise um but there's <laughs> Probably not much. <laughs> well, there's um, uh, the ghost light short, uh, Mater and the Ghost Light. It's, right. I, I think like back kind of like maybe a few years after they released the first Cars movie, they had all these different Cars shorts. Right. Um, but there's no representation of, of the ghost light short anywhere. And I wonder if there's an overlay possibility for Radiator Springs Racers to feature um, the ghost light in, in any way. Or I, I know that they do song, like kind of more spooky songs at the other attractions, the smaller yeah. attractions at Cars Land. But is there something that you think could work for Radiator Springs Racers? Would it just be, you know, going through 
Radiator Springs where it's all like decorated inside and whatnot. Um, that would be I cool. Think... I, I can't say that I, you know, am so into the Cars franchise that I could actually conceptually come up with what would work on those indoor uh, dark yeah. ride scenes for Halloween. But I think that it, it could, it'd be cool if they actually extended the decorations that are in the outside of the street into the inside of the attraction. Right. Because that's yeah, actually... That that's, uh, that, I, I think that the, the thing about Cars Land is it's so well decorated and the other attractions do such a good job with the musical overlays that it's a bit of a shame that the main attraction of that land radiator springs racers has nothing to offer thematically with the overlay yeah it's probably because i almost never want to take it down because it always has a long wait that's probably a part of it um but yeah, the thing i was going to say which is weird or, or or weird or fun or whatever is um I can't think of too many attractions where like you go into a space that is represented outside of the attraction that you could walk through. So it's yeah. supposed to be that you're back where you were before. <laughs> you know, like it's gotta be only radiators with racers, right? Yeah, it's kind of a weird, <laughs> a weird thing. Yeah. And so with that, I'm saying they like it'd be cool if they actually made it like decorated like it is. You know, so to keep that you know right. illusion going, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe that's what it is. It's, it feels kind of like you need to keep the illusion of what you just walked in from. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, but that's that's just you know wishful thinking. All right, we got an incredible two-parter episode coming your way. What? Because we told you all about Disneyland uh, Halloween time, but coming up next on our next episode. We're going to talk about Boogie Boogie Bash opening night. Sounds like fun. Oh my god, you got to listen to the next episode, you guys. I'm listening already. All right. <laughs> All right, so we're about to watch this show. What's it called again? Uh, it's, it's right there, Music Monsters of Mayhem. I know, it's backwards in the camera. I can't read backwards. Right, also, yeah. like... There, there we go. <laughs> it's called Music Monsters of Mayhem. There we go. We're going to watch this show. So until next time, we're closing the gates.